0: Pleasant good morning. These devotions are brought to you by the Anglican Diocese of the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands. I am Archdeacon Hugh Bartlett, Jr., Rector of St. Anne's Church, New Providence, and Archdeacon of the East Central Bahamas Archdeaconry. Today we remember St. Hilda, Abbess of Whitby, 680 AD. Hilda's career falls into two equal parts, says venerable Bede, for she spent 33 years nobly in secular habit, while she dedicated an equal number of years still more nobly to the Lord in monastic life. Hilda was born around 614, and she was the grandniece of King Edwin. She was instructed by Polanus, one of the companions of St. Augustine of Canterbury, in the doctrines of Christianity in preparation for her baptism at the age of 13. She lived chaste and respected at the king's court for 20 years and then decided to enter the monastic life. Bishop Aidan was so impressed by her holiness of life that he called her to her home country. One year after her return, Aidan appointed her abbess of Hartipool. There Hilda established the rule of life that she had been taught by Polenus and Aidan. She became renowned for her wisdom, eagerness for learning and devotion to God's service. Some years after later in her life she founded the abbey at Whitby, where both nuns and monks lived in strict obedience to Hilda's rule of justice, devotion, chastity, peace, and charity. She was known for her prudence and good sense, and she was sought after by kings and other public figures for advice and counsel. Those under her rule devoted so much time to the study of Scripture and to works of righteousness that many were found qualified for ordination several of her monks became bishops at least one pursued further studies in rome she was known for her study all who were her subjects or knew her bade remarks also called her mother hilda Died November seventeenth, 1680, surrounded by her monastics, whom, in her last hour, she urged to preserve the gospel of peace. Let us pray. O God of peace, by whose grace the abbess Hilda was endowed with gifts of justice, prudence, and strength to rule as a wise mother over the nuns and monks of her household and to become a trusted and reconciling friend to leaders of the Church. Give us the grace to recognize and accept the varied gifts you bestow on men and women, that our common life may be enriched and your grace will be done through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verses 27 through verse 29. Then Peter answered and said, Look, we have left everything and followed you. What are we to have then? Jesus said to them, In truth I tell you, when everything is made new again, and the Son of Man is seated on his throne of glory, You yourselves will sit on twelve thrones to judge the twelve tribes of Israel, and everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, children, or land, for the sake of my name, will receive a hundred times as much and also inherit eternal life. Gospel of Christ Matthew shares Peter's honest thoughts about following Jesus. There is a bit of a thirst for rewards in Peter's question about what is in it for those who left the world behind and follow Jesus. Jesus promises them thrones as the twelve judges of the twelve tribes of Israel once things are made new. The clear suggestion in this interaction between Jesus and his disciples is that they had detached themselves from their families and the general population to follow Jesus. Monastic living is a good example of detachment. The life of a monastic is one in which individuals separate themselves from society. In most instances, The monastic becomes part of a community and lives by its rules. One of the ideals of monastic life is that of detachment from lust of things, power, prestige, and influence, etc. The monastic is about selfless devotion to God, symbolized by their setting themselves apart from the general population. What does that mean for those of us who are residing in the general population? Are we lost? Indeed, the general population in it, there is a perception of greater concern about the cares of life. There is a perception that people are more selfish. The monastic physically separates from the world, but the real struggle is one's spiritual detachment. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Christian's journey is about relationships. If we come to love things above relationship, we lack the Father's love. My friends, where are we on our journey? Are the things of earth conquering us, or are we about our relationships with God and others in our conscious mind? We may feel like we are about relationships, but when we dig into our thoughts, we might find present loss after the things and pleasures of earth. This is indeed the human reality. Life is a struggle. So I invite you to join me in inviting Jesus into our lives to begin this day and every day, to lean on him in our struggles. Indeed, Chronicles says it best in 2 Chronicles 20 and 15. The battle is not yours, but God's. May we pray. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please share these devotions widely with friends and family and have a blessed day.